Welcome to NAFAM, the podcast. What's up? What's up? How are you? I am pretty good. I'm sore. I'm tired right now. We're do good. You, do you want to talk about the debate we just got in and the... Let's talk about how you're not very bright. Realization Can we about, talk about that? how I'm like, wow, you just... There's just not a lot of common sense there sometimes with this one. Oh, my God. I was thinking the same we thing about you. We got a new pair of pajamas, and I was throwing them in the hamper. And you're like, by the way, you have to wash those in warm. And I was like, I said you're supposed wait, to. I said you're supposed to because like, I know you're going to wash them. Stop the bus. What, like, okay. I, you're supposed to wash those in warm. I said, you know what that in means, warm, right? In warm? Warm water. Okay. The, the, we know what we're saying okay. here. And clearly what we know is that you don't know what we're saying here because I was like, wait, you know what that means, right? And you're like dumbfounded. I'm like, it means you can wash them in warm water, not that you have to wash them in warm water. And I was asking and you what your world just exploded. Is. And you oh had my no, I, everyone knows this is common knowledge that you, there are some things that you can, and you were just like, what? And I was telling you about how when I was, my, when I, one of my best friends, my neighbors, when we were little, I remember we were like playing outside and it was summertime and I was being a smart ass and I took the hose and I squirted her heavily with cold water and she was like, Anne-Marie, these are warm wash only. <laughs> and I was like, you're so stupid. That's not, e that doesn't even matter. So anyways, you just asked me and I started to second guess myself because I'm like, Jim, it just means that like, because you were like, well, well, then what's the benefit of washing in warm water? I'm like, I mean, I think that the theory is, is that you're probably getting your clothes cleaner. And yeah, you're not supposed to dry them either. Okay. They're very nice pajamas. Okay. Well, I, I, want, I, you, wanted, I want you I want, to... No, no, I'm not done here. Oh, Don't interrupt oh, me. Okay. So you, the question and your confusion around this was so confusing to me that I started to question my own intelligence here. So I asked my AI chap. You did? Okay. I was just going to ask you to ask. That's what I was going to tell my you to do. Let's AI chat buddy. solve this. I said, what is the difference between washing your clothes in cold or warm water? And this is what the chat buddy said. The main difference between washing clothes in cold or warm water is the temperature. Cold water is typically used for delicate fabrics that might shrink or become damaged in warmer water. While warm water helps you remove dirt and stains more effectively. Additionally, cold water is typically less costly and eco-friendly as it requires less energy to heat water to a higher temperature, whereas warm water may be a better option for heavily soiled clothes or getting out tough stains. Ultimately, it comes down to personal preference, the fabric material, and the specific, wa specific washing instructions of the clothing item. So Which because, is exactly what I told you. Because they are yours, I <laughs> recommend warm water to no, get all the soiled. You're so funny. <laughs> you never had to do laundry as a kid, did you? That the Not only, much, that's the only a explanation bit. here. As a child, who, or children in my family who bought our own name brand clothes and took great care and concern about whether or not these clothes would be ruined, we understood these very simple conflict conflicts <laughs> concepts. <laughs> Nicer clothes usually say cold wash only. You're so proud of yourself. They usually right say that. Well, these are very nice pajamas <laughs> and they say warm say water. That. But it's telling you that you don't have to do cold. Th th I got it. I got that's it. That's what it's saying. I got it. Wow. I got it. Phew. You feel so you feel so good <laughs> I right do. Now. I don't feel good. I actually feel oh. frustrated because I'm like We've talked about this on here before. I'm like, for so long, I'm like, wow, he's so much smarter than me. He knows everything. And slowly over the years, I'm like, he's not that bright in most areas, at least brighter than well, me. Most, he's not that much brighter than me most, in most areas. Most areas. Which could be said to be not that bright. Okay. You <laughs> you should walk that back a little. I wouldn't say most areas. There are certain areas that I don't know. I don't know. No. Like today, I asked you about the whole thermal flying situation and what uh -huh. that was and you like rattled that off i'm like how do you even know that you're like i think everyone well, i wasn't that. really 100 percent right though. you weren't but we asked the ai chat and he gave us an answer right yes speaking so, of my new ai chat friend i was gonna say you have a new best friend <laughs> i feel like i'm being replaced already we i know we took the plunge and downloaded the app and tried the free version and quickly got we quickly enjoyed it. It's fine. You get distracted with Rudy. I'm fine with what he has. A okay? glove? Yes, I am. Get over yourself. A five cent glove. He can have it. Oh, um, they're only five cents? Yes. You're not very bright, are you? <laughs> really? <laughs> Anyways, um, we decided to give in and, um, and we get- We downloaded the chat. Yeah. Now I'm going to screw this. GTP, GPT. Which, which is it? 
I don't know. There's different brands, right? I forgot. Well, how, I forget there's one the, that's a generic universal. Is it chat GPT? Is like, is that a brand or is that just the universal language? It's like the, and I don't know, I'm going to say it wrong too, because it's like the language. It's like the, the back end piece of it. So these apps right. are built Whatever. on that. Anyways, we downloaded language. it. Yes. You got like five free questions. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Jim, Jim, I think I'm going to pay for it. See how much I like I it. And then it's pretty cool. I mean, do you know how many like, like simple things I've been able to ask it? I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So the I. The responses are pretty brilliant. No, they, they are. They're detailed. They're thorough. Mm-hmm. And they're like spot on. Mm-hmm. Except the only thing. I just think you, I, that, I think that was a user error. I think you asked the question wrong. It wasn't. Okay. It wasn't. I asked mm-hmm. about your car, which you have a Mazda CX-50, which was released last summer. Mm-hmm. And I asked, I don't know if I asked it was any good or something like that. And it said, the car does not exist. The newest Mazda is a CX-30, blah, 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 this whole thing. So I asked it again with a dash between the CX and the 50. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. The car still doesn't exist, but it gave, it gave, it must have been like a prototype or like a, something that was shown at a car show, like a, you know, like a, not a production vehicle. Okay. So I'm like, okay, but no, the car came out last year. It does exist. So I felt a little bit vindicated by the fact that, all right, well, the answers that it gave for the most part were very thorough thorough, and spot on, but you do have to be careful. Yeah. They, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see about that. Um, I asked it a question. Can I actually, can I pull this up? Do you mind? What, yeah, what is it? Sure. It was the first question that I asked it, and I was just joking around. You were sitting in the chair reading, and I was sitting on the couch next to you. And so I asked it. Oh, yeah. I said, why does my wife read books and listen to them all the time? And I tried to ask it like a question that was not just a straight, I mean, it was a straight question, but I said, and then a I said. Subjective question. And I said, I feel ignored. Okay. So I put that all in the thing. So it wasn't just a question. There were two mm-hmm. parts to it. Mm-hmm. And the answer I got back was, maybe your wife enjoys reading books and listening to them as, so both parts, it answered, <laughs> as a way to relax and unwind without realizing how her behavior is affecting you. It might help to communicate with her about how you feel and try to find a compromise that works for both of you. For example, you could set aside a specific time to spend together each day or week or try finding activities that you both enjoy. Remember that communication is key in any relationship. I think I'm going to be a therapist now. Uh, I know. There, there's been some serious talk about this stuff, replacing um, this, which it's it's good advice. It did say that I might do it to unwind and relax, and I feel like that was pretty presumptuous. Um, who says that? It could say maybe your wife likes to read, but to unwind and relax? No, I do it because I'm trying to gain knowledge about a certain topic. I'm not unwinding and relaxing so it's necessarily. Still, it's, you're saying I'm it, still enjoying has little, myself. it still has a little I'm work to do. I'm enjoying myself, but yeah. But that was a good, I thought that was a pretty fair assumption. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good segue though, because what was I reading? Do you remember? What were you reading? Yeah, I was reading a new book I got this yeah, week. Yeah, the Tobey. Jansen book. Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Letters, I w- okay. Yes. Letters from Tove. Is that what it's called? Um, yep. Letters from Tove, who I didn't know who that person was until last week. Um, funny, like little, like just chasing breadcrumbs. I keep talking about how I'm kind of just exploring all sorts of things. And um, last week, my brother actually, one of my brothers sent me a text out of nowhere and he was like, oh, I think you would like this podcast. Do you remember what it was called? It was, gotta... it was Ezra Klein. Yeah. And I, he had a guest on and I don't remember yes. the name of the guest. Oh, the name She's of a the professor. podcast was The Quiet Catastrophe, Ruining in Our Society. It might be a longer title. But I was listening to it and I was just like, I don't, I, to be honest, I was like, why did he send this to me? I mean, this is like basic knowledge. It was just talking about how technology is making us sort of like lonelier as a culture and like you know people are walking around with i'm oversimplifying this obviously but people are just you know working from home or having earbuds in their ears all the time we're not in community and you know the impact that this is having on you know the human uh race and you know all the things that we hear all the time right so i was like he's just like i thought you would find this interesting and i'm like i mean yeah, but like, what? I mean, he doesn't send me podcasts. We, you know, it just was confusing to me. And then it was funny because at the towards the end of the podcast, the host was talking about this idea of, um, like how there is still a, like some people. What's new now in this age of technology? Well, not necessarily. It's not new actually, 
but maybe happening a little more often is this idea of connecting alone, being together alone, because they were just talking about the importance of the need to hang out with people and without purpose, like just hang out and just be together. Don't don't make it about we have an agenda. We need to be enjoying ourselves. We need to put all these labels or assessments on how our time together is spent. But when humans just hang out and just just together, there's just natural conversations that evolve that we don't put any pressure around that. Can I add before you? Or, or, go ahead. You're not listening to me because you're just wanting to butt in. I, so go ahead. No, I am. <laughs> I, and I thought for me, what I found interesting about that was too, is like, you know, a lot of times people, well, you hang out and you talk to somebody, but it's like, well, I can relate to them on this level, but maybe not completely. So it was basically saying you need to cast aside the fact that like they might not be the, your, your, not only your favorite people to hang out with, but like you don't have to have everything in common. Like just you yeah. need to put yourself out there in yeah. a in a cast a wider net well, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean that was part of the interview. I don't think that was this. Part. No, no, that no. wasn't the idea of hanging out. The idea was just hanging out with people yeah. and connecting and like not having any rules around that. Which reminded me of like in college when I lived with in a big house and houses with several roommates. It was like yeah, and then we'd all have our friends in and out, and there'd be a lot of like just hanging. You know, mm-hmm. people coming it coming and going, pit stop chat like just sure no agenda and it gave me warm fuzzies i'm like oh i miss those days but anyways um so that was cool but at the end this guy was talking about how like and i this isn't something that i do but leaving people voice notes like instead of texting like you just leave like a 20 he's like oh yeah like i started doing this and i'll notice that my thoughts will go on for about 20 minutes and it's just like this way of putting my things out there and um i don't know if they're you know, actually, no, back up. He he just noticed that there's a, some sort of process, cathartic process that's happening. Also feeling deeply connected to other people through this process, right? So maybe I'm messing that up a little bit. But the point was, is that he was relating it to the woman that he was interviewing, which I should probably get her name here. She has written a book. And in her book, she talks about all of these things. And one of them was this book, Letters from Tove, who is um, this Swedish, or she's a Finnish-born Swedish-speaking artist from like, she died in 2001, and she's the creator of the Moomins, which was like these cartoon characters mm-hmm. out of Scandinavia. She's an artist. She's a writer. She's all these things. So, but she apparently had written like all these letters in the 1940s when there was, I'm going to mess up the history here, but... There was upheaval in Finland and like people had to flee the country. And um, she, well, even maybe before that. Well, anyways, the point is, is that it's interesting because there's a lot of cultural and um, historical context in all of these letters that she, this is basically a collection of her letters that span over like, I don't know, 60 years, maybe less. I forgot. It's written. I should look it up. But the idea was that the author of the interview, you do have her name. Sheila Liming, if I'm saying that right, Associate Professor of Communications and Creative Media at Champlain University College. Okay. So um, she was just talking about, she referenced these letters, this book and these letters and how beautiful they were and how intimate they were. And it was just this idea of being together alone and that Tove, there's a portion of the book where they're written to one person specifically and they, they were like her best, this person was her best friend and they were separated because of this wartime political upheaval. And she would just write these letters and there wasn't necessarily any point to them. It was just sort of like sharing her thoughts thoughts, uh, the pretty deep and um, intimate thoughts, and not knowing if her friend was ever even going to receive them, but she just kept writing them. And this Sheila person was talking about how it's like she was just putting her thoughts out into this vacuum and there's uncertainty if they're ever going to be seen or when they're going to be seen. But there's something great that comes with that when it comes to human connection and like intimacy, if that makes sense. So that part of the podcast, I was like, oh, that actually struck a chord with me. I'm like, that's kind of the way, what she was describing. I'm like, that's kind of how I feel with my podcast. Like, I don't know who hears this or when people will hear it. And But there's something cathartic that happens when we sit down and record. And um, so it was interesting because I just kind of kept that to myself. And I just responded to my brother. And I was like, oh, thanks. That was a good one. (laughs) And then he writes back, like, I thought you could relate to it in light of your podcast. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. So he said, I thought you could relate to the part about letter writing in light of your podcast. And I was like, 
Oh my God. Yes. Absolutely. Because then I was like, I was surprised. And you connected the dots. I connected the dots. I was surprised that he picked up on that too. So anyways, I then, I was like, okay, here's a breadcrumb for me to pick up and follow. So I immediately like looked into the Tove and I ordered the book. I'm like, I, this girl's finished. She's creative. She's a creative, like sounds like she's, you know, maybe cut from the same cloth. <laughs> my ancestry, I'm finished. Um, so I'm just, I'm just like started reading that i found a documentary not a documentary it was it, it was, was a movie it, wasn't it was a, a movie based yeah. on her life that was in uh, made in 2020 and it's in swedish so but i had to watch it in subtitles and that was really good it was funny because the actress actually resembled very much my mom and my and her mom like in that movie well and i saw you like, i saw a little bit of you and her did you yeah. what did you oh what did you see jim <laughs> i don't know just i i just i got i got a vibe oh okay but like looks like, yeah, like you said, the few pictures I've seen of your mom younger, yeah. like definitely got that same vibe. But then I was like, I can also a little bit see you. Like I wouldn't look at her and you and be like, okay, you look exactly like there's not like that, but like there's just a. Well, she definitely, definitely had that vibe. sort of stereotypical Finnish look about her and mm-hmm. my mom and her mom are look very Finnish. So I don't as much, but um, I thought that that was so Maybe it's your hair color now. I know. (laughs) But she had the same facial structure, bone structure, even hairstyles as as like my grandmother. Mm Because that was, took, that movie took place mostly in the 1940s, early 50s. So, but anyways, then I was, I asked my AI chatbot, I said, what is the benefit of audio diary and podcasting? And this is what they said. They said, there are several benefits to keeping an audio diary through podcasting. Firstly, it allows you to express your thoughts and feelings in a safe, non-judgmental space. It can be therapeutic to speak openly about your struggles, successes, and emotions, rather than keeping them bottled up inside. Secondly, podcasting can be a creative outlet where you can experiment with different styles of storytelling, music, and sound effects, and engage with a potentially large audience. You can share your unique perspective and connect with others who may be going through similar experiences. Thirdly, podcasting offers a way to document your personal growth and self-reflection over time. It creates a record of your life, which you can look back on and see how much you have changed, what you have learned, and how far you have come. Oh, I lost my... Okay, finally, podcasting can also help you to develop important communication and self-expression skills. Whether you plan to continue podcasting or not, the practice of expressing yourself through a microphone can build confidence, enhance your public speaking ability, improve and improve your ability to communicate your thoughts and feelings effectively to others. Bam. There you go. That's it. <laughs> I Th- was that's like, the podcast. <laughs> it is, but I was like, that's... This AI thing is so impressive to me because I'm like, that's exactly what I thought when I started. That Like all of that right there. Yep. You got it. <laughs> what impresses me so far so much about it too is the natural language around it. Like uh-huh. the way it's written is so fluid uh-huh. and like something that somebody would write. So that's what really yeah. impresses me about it. Yeah. You don't have to take it and like fine tune it and make it something else no and they do give you different answers every time i mean they kind of say the same thing but you will get because like i will ask a question different like i asked it once and then like at least after a while so i have the screenshot stuff if i want to remember it and then like i went back and asked it again i'm like oh it's uh, it's a different answer i mean it's the same sentiment mostly right. but it's not written the same it's not written the same and they might clue they might actually zo- um kind of zoom in on different points Mm-hmm. That you know that another one previously the previous AI response did not. Yeah, it's it's pretty. I mean, I know we talked about it before about the dangers in it and how you know people are worried about it, and I can fully understand that. But it is pretty cool at the same time. It is cool. Um, yeah, it's it brings up this idea too of like shifting perspectives and shifting shifting narratives. Like there's this idea that like. We, how do we really know what truth is? Because we're all filtering information through our own lens and projecting things, right? So I'm going to be a little curious about like how the AI chat handles that. Because like I said, I got different answers. I got like four different answers on these two different questions that were in this, they were, the questions were the same at different times. And they did sort of focus on different elements of the concept. So if I was just reading it for the first time, I might have been like, oh, I might've had my impression of the answer. But now, but now looking at the other one, I would have had this other impression. Me who knows something about this topic was able to discern some things. Yeah. But if I didn't know anything about the topic, how would I have interpreted what I read? Do you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, no, totally. And I was just thinking about it because I was, I was, I don't know if it was an Instagram post or something about using it to like help with resume writing, you know, using it for papers. Yeah. Um, and I can understand like, you know, it said like, hey, you know, what's the employer looking for? And then use your experience and say, hey, include this and include this in 20 words or less. And then like run it again and again until you get maybe the combination of things that you wanted well, to say. Yeah, but you know what? That's just going to make those letters obsolete because an AI person can't do your interview for you. No, that's what I was going to say though is that's the problem is like to get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. 100% like but, you but, could... but I'm talking about projection and like like shifting narratives like I, I hear what you're saying there but that's unrelated to what I was just saying okay well I guess because I, was... I wanted to bring something else up too but go ahead okay. finish your I was gonna say I think it's important comment <laughs> it is but I also think it's like the same thing as other social media like Twitter and stuff where it's the the algorithm is geared toward a certain viewpoint or you know whatever maybe but that... i just asked a generic question i said what does yes. it mean to have a north node in virgo okay and i got a very long pretty long thorough response one time and then i asked it another time and it's each one focused on a different area and like i said because i've read a lot of this a lot i was able to, to kind of discern how those two were m- much of the same answer and the kind of there was a central theme there, but I don't know that if I was reading it the first time, I would have been able to do that. I would have walked away probably having a completely different impression than okay. Like they they seemed varied enough, and and you know what the what I want to bring up about this is that this is just a I'm thinking about this right now. This isn't planned. You and I list, referring we would actually talked about this our lad po- last podcast where you listened to that Rick Rubin interview on Armchair Expert, and we were actually this isn't relate this is another aspect of what we noticed this isn't related to our last podcast episode, but I had remember I had said how there was that one song No Hard Feelings and how they talked about that in the documentary from. Was it like 2017? It was called May at Last about the Avett Brothers, and they recorded at Rick Rubin's studio. Um, there was this whole thing. They got done recording No Hard Feelings, and there was like it was really intense. And like Seth and Scott, who are the Avett Brothers, like had to leave the studio for a minute and like collect themselves. And there was like this intense exchange, and you weren't really sure what they were saying. It was emotional, and it was deep. You could yeah. tell for them. Yeah, Dax and Rick talked about that in last week's interview, and so it was interesting because they both had very different impressions about what they thought that the brothers were going through and it was so in hindsight to me it's so reflective of dax's filters and his archetype Uh stuff and his projection stuff and rick because rick said he was worried that he didn't celebrate them enough he didn't celebrate that the that because that was a big song it was a, a lot in the making to get to that and the delivery was on point and then it was just like the song ended and it was like great job guys let's let's record the next one and he was like maybe i didn't pop champagne he wanted to keep the momentum I going celebrate in his it. eyes was his which, thought yeah which Yes, but he got. But my point is, is that he was worried that they were upset because he didn't celebrate yeah. them enough. Which to me is so so aligned with his personality and his thing about I help artists become the best that they can be. Which is to me aligns with I celebrate them and I do all these things to nurture this environment to allow them to flourish. And so, of course, his brain went to, oh, no, did I not celebrate them enough? Whereas Dax was like, oh, you know what my impression of interpretation of that was, is that I think Seth was actually questioning whether or not he deserved to, you know, even write that song. Like, was he a fraud? Was he dealing with imposter syndrome? Like, was he even worthy of that kind of like magic and creation? And I was like, that is so funny because Dax Dax talks so much about you know, his own worthiness and his own comparisons and his own imposter syndrome. And I'm like, he read that situation almost in complete contrast to Rick Rubin. At least there, I, I don't see much relation between those two themes, but I definitely right. see how that's Jat Dax's projections and Rick's. And then at the end of the episode, you told me, because I actually didn't listen to it, you told me Dax went and act, he's friends with Seth. So he's like, I'm just going to call him and ask him what happened. So what did you say happened with that? Yeah, so he called Seth and he was like, so what was that experience? And he explained what Rick felt and what he, you know, he, he, I guess, perceived to be what the feeling was. And Seth said, you know, let me basically give you a third scenario. And it was interesting because he said, you know, Scott was clearly having a moment in that. Seth wrote the song, Mm -hmm. apparently, but Scott was having a moment in it. And he goes, I was really supporting Scott 
I was feeling like, fuck yeah, uh-huh. like let's let's keep like that was incredible. Uh-huh. Like they just they just all of it hit home. But yeah. it was Scott was sitting in that a little bit, and so he was supporting his brother. He felt like he needed to like make a deal out of it because Scott was making a deal out of it, but he was actually like. I'm good. Like he like, was excited. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think he felt the yeah, same way Rick did. Yeah, but he was also did. like, yeah, no, good. Let's move on for sure. Yeah. Like, Which is funny because... Which is funny because he, to me, <laughs> we watched the documentary again. Yes. And I told you watching it again, I was just was observing those brothers. And I was like, oh my gosh, Seth is such a people pleaser. He reminds me of you, Jim. Like, and, it, and I could totally see that, how that moment would be defined that way where he was for him. He was like, oh, I just, you know, Scott was upset. So I guess I was like, all right, sure, we can have our moment. You know, it wasn't even. Yeah, but I, you know, and I'd like to hear Scott's side of it because it was funny because when I we watched, so Rick Rubin said that he didn't even know any of that happened really until mm-hmm. he watched the movie himself. Yes. So he wasn't aware that that whole, like he knew yeah. that they took a break, but he didn't yeah. realize what was going on. Then he was right. like, oh, that's when he thought they were mad at him. Anyway. When I watched the movie, the first and the second time, it's like, yeah, they felt like... He didn't say mad. He said he thought he screwed up, but go ahead. Yeah, not mad. (laughs) Not mad, but almost like they were a little little perturbed, I think, or a little Mm -hmm. annoyed, maybe, is what I took as. But I felt like it was like, that was great. And there was so much emotion and so much into it. And I think that my my thought was the pain it took to create that song or what it meant to them Mm -hmm. was so deep that to basically say you guys did a great job. Like, like, and they said like to monetize this thing, to turn this into something that we're going to sell. Like, it just felt like it's, is that betraying, you know, what the whole point of it was Mm -hmm. because it was such a deep moving experience for them. So, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, I did, I did take it that maybe they were a little bit annoyed with Rick Rubin, but that was interesting to hear Seth go like, yeah, no, I was cool with it. Well, I think, Again, I mean, if you watch it, it appears, it appears, without speaking to Scott, it appears that he is annoyed with just, I feel like, capitalism. I feel like is what he was kind of railing against. Like, this is a song about death and dying, and like, we're going to capitalize off of it. <laughs> like, right. and it took eight years to write, and it's deeply intimate, and there's so much that went into this, and yeah. now we're just going to like act like it's a number like, one hit. That's it. Yeah. So I think, I feel like that's what I picked up from what Scott was saying. Yeah. But it was interesting because either way, they all three had different well, that, exactly. situations about what was going and, on. And that's so why I said what what I took away from it was a little bit different. It, I think it was so. Yeah, everybody took everybody had a different experience in that, mm-hmm. and it was very moving. I think for everybody, everybody had deep feelings about it, but it was very different for each mm-hmm. person involved. Yeah, and even watching it. So yeah. So, anyways, I just thought that that was a all of that was an interesting thread. Thread all of that together to get <laughs> about what truth is and about how yeah. we define. Yes. That and- yeah. Yeah. And I just, you know, like, you know, I have, we have a painting that we purchased and a pretty pricey piece of art. <laughs> For us, yes. <laughs> a year ago. For us, yes. And it's titled Shifting Narratives. And when I was trying to figure out which one to pick, because I am not, you know, necessarily have such an eye for art, I was like, at least maybe that type of art, I was, I thought, well, I like this title. This one speaks to me, this shifting narrative. So that's the one I selected. It's interesting to me because, again, I don't necessarily think that was a coincidence as I see how things have even unfolded since that purchase. But the reason why we purchased it is because there, you know, I maybe I've already said this. Have I said this? I think so. But that's like how I Googled my name and I saw that this artist, like she's in Pennsylvania, I think, had she's she had like had this whole new gallery release and it was it was inspired by off of like love and attunement and a heart, but she used a quote of mine that she found on the internet from a blog post I had written in 2018, I think. But anyways, I was like, Oh wow. Like this just feels like serendipitous. Yeah. Like I think I'm going to purchase a piece of art from her. (laughs) So plus, cause you and I have also kind of always joked, like we should get, we should invest in a piece of art. So this, it felt felt right. (laughs) We finally got a frame for it this week, and I'm finally going to be able to put it in this room that I'm making as my home my home office. And we've paint we've selected a paint color, and we're painting the walls. We've been painting today. all day for like so, five hours today. So yeah. this is our break right now, yeah. between I, coats. Yes, and my whole thought is like the space I the colors I've chosen, everything I've chosen based around that piece of art. So. Which She's going to get her a proper home. I know. Well, it's <laughs> the piece of art has been sitting on top of a, a chest in our bedroom yeah. for the last year since we purchased it. Mm-hmm. And it's on canvas and it's 
and no, it doesn't have a frame on it. It does have a frame. Well, no, we, I know we ordered the frame, so now we have the frame. <laughs> but I mean, just for the last year, it's been driving me crazy. We we kind uh-huh. of invested in this piece of art, and yeah. it's been sitting there on this chest, just like yeah. I don't know. To me, like waiting for something bad to happen well, to it. I'm so ex- I'm yeah. very excited about it. I'm yeah. very excited to give it a home and I know. put it up and yeah. actually come in every day and see that. Yeah, yeah, and it's really yeah. I think it's gonna look really good. I hope it does better. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably take it down and see how it looks with the color. <laughs> Too late now. Too late now. No. So anyways, good. circling back, it's just that little circle back to shifting narratives. Obviously, I, you know, that term wasn't used on accident because you could use alternative perspectives. You you know, but anyways, um, you could use projection, all the things. But um, what else? What else? I was thinking there was something else I was going to say, and now I lost it. What about you? So... Like you said, we've been painting for the last few hours. Yes. I'm going to be sore tomorrow. My feet hurt. I'm tired. My legs hurt. I've been standing at the top of the ladder that, you know. Yeah, I hate painting. The big debate has been like paint. We we chose a bold, dark color because I I think we've talked about this on here. This room is supposed to be my she cave, but now it's going to also be my home office in a year. So I'm trying to cater to both of those concepts. Um, I am so... We put out a survey on Facebook about whether or not we should paint the ceiling, and people were pretty unanimous, like, no, don't paint the ceiling. But I was like, oh, but see, the look I'm going for is to paint the ceiling. But I also, again, I I saw drawbacks to that. So far, we have gone with the voters. We've decided we right now. We, we are going to stick yeah, with that. Yeah, we've decided we'll <laughs> take the time to cut in the ceiling with the walls right now. And uh-huh. if we decide to paint the ceiling, we bought ceiling paint. We were going to paint it a little bit of a brighter white, but then we changed kind of the whole plan for everything. We're going to do one wall this blue color. Now we're doing the whole room this blue color. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, um, I'm kind of channeling my inner Tove as I think about how I want this room to be. Not saying that I'm Tove, but, you know, Tove, Tove. No, but I yeah, think is it pronounced Janssen? I think is how you pronounce probably it. Probably Janssen, maybe. Um, probably totally wrong on that. No, I think that is. I think you. But um, yeah, I feel she's she was a Bohemian, so you know, like she was into the Bohemian culture. So I know you guys share a spirit. I, I think we do. I think we do. Except that she has actual artistic talent. <laughs> she yeah, she is very talented. But I think you. I think you need to tap more into your artistic side. That's what I'm saying. When I mean when again breadcrumbs. I picked up that breadcrumb. <laughs> bread crumb and i was like something sparked inside of me so i am i'm like oh maybe i'm gonna start painting again good because there's this idea where i feel like well i don't know the lessons i don't know the the um rules of art but i'm like fuck it i'll just paint like there are no rules of art that's that is that's the beauty of art there are no rules i don't yeah i'm just gonna do what i want that's what i should be doing so exactly anyways making a mess just yeah so because I got we got those paint by numbers and it, it's just not doing it for me. I so I'm like you know what? Well, I'm I want to finish that, but that it's tedious. It's I'm so. Not, I don't think I'm gonna finish. Really, it's so damn tedious. But it's no. No, I, I like. Think, I have I'm to. I'm not finish. emotionally invested in okay. the one, the first one. We did get one of the church from um, Quebec City, like the city center scene yeah. there, and we actually like went to mass there, and I love that city center scene. So I, that one was a paint by numbers that I would think that i would actually if i'm gonna do one I'm, that's gonna be that i'm one. gonna finish mine because i have you to. won't you won't no i'm going no, to no you won't you're saying that because you want to sound cool and i know you won't i know no, i feel the need to here's and why you won't okay it, it it took a it took a long time to get to like the first two paint by numbers and there's 20 of them, like hours mm-hmm. i want to see when it's all said and done because right now to me i'm like this can't look like yeah the so picture. work on the other one the one with from quebec I city s- i can't start over that's my problem i cannot start over right now <laughs> That one actually looks more user friendly because not only like not the the that's like color coded, so they have the number and like a sh- it's shaded a different color, oh, so you can okay. identify the borders more easily. Whereas the other one we got, it was like whoa, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So how do you uh, what do you think of Florence and the Machine? Why <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? I think of Florence <laughs> and the Machine. I mean, we've listened the whole time we're painting, like uh-huh. four hours like to, to one album I'm, on repeat. It's like all I've over listened to and for like over three and months. over and over again. She's amazing. It. I, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, <laughs> so far I haven't even gotten tired of the album. I've gotten tired of like I listening know, to the same, same thing over and over, but at the same time, every song is good. I know. There's not one you need to skip. Like her build, the build up too yeah. with each song. It's like, oh, it's so good. No, it is good. <laughs> it is good. Um, so what else 
We got a new treadmill. Our treadmill broke. It I finally died. No. Yeah, we've had a pretty wild week. So my treadmill, my baby, yeah. she turned ten this year and she died. And we oh, it was exactly ten. Okay, that the average lifespan of a treadmill is ten years. Yeah. So we ordered one. I wanted to give her a proper burial in the background, but in the background in the backyard. Yeah, no. But you won't allow that. No, no. And you're not sure it's legal. Yeah, and we're not. <laughs> we're not doing that. That's stupid. Anyway, <laughs> we uh, we ordered one. Yeah. And it was scheduled for delivery yesterday, and it showed up. The guys were great. They were getting everything ready. And then, of course, just like a stove we ordered last year, they're like, uh, sir, can you come out here? And I come out there, and it's dented, and uh-huh. the plastic is flapping. We, we wasted our whole day yesterday waiting for them to get here. Too. Yeah. And then they were ran, ran late. They ran like yep. two hours late, so that was awesome. They they were like a half an hour late. They were nice. No, the the original window three. was one to three, and they came at like three thirty. Okay, that's right because they they actually screwed. And up. They, they said they were going to come at four thirty because they said they were running late, and then they came here, and then they were like, "Oh shoot, we skipped somebody. We might have to leave you yeah. again." But then so they decided they called them not and must have been to. Okay with it, so. But then they gave it. Then it was damaged, and so then I was like, Jim, let's just kindly let them wrap it back up, and when we get the phone call to reorder cancel the order because i'm just so over like damaged products like i said the stove we got last year the whole front of it was basically twice, twice. totally crooked yeah and twice. I, I think it was the same stove that was they sent twice you probably oh well either way we, anyway. i was like we're you know what we're gonna go to dick's and we're gonna buy one uh-huh. right off the rack <laughs> i know and i was like oh my god because uh, the one from costco same one they had like 500 bucks cheaper i'm like perfect anyway long story short we ended up with a different brand, one that Dix had in store, and I actually think it's a mu- it was a little bit more than what we paid for for the other one, but I think it's a much better treadmill. I'm actually very excited and you're about it. I'm never going to use it. I'm gonna, I think you're I'm, excited about the technology yeah, around it. And I'm going to use gonna it like use, three times. You are. The nice exactly. thing is the second one that we got is is less techy than the first one that we sent back. So okay. It's a little more basic, but it was just updated like to a new model year. Yeah, so all the reviews care. I read Actually, about. I hate it. the technology. I just want to, like, I'm concerned that I'm going to, because we haven't used it yet, because I freaking woke up with like back pain yesterday morning. That's awesome. Um, out of nowhere. And was pretty convinced all day long that I probably had some sort of osteosarcoma. But you were like, oh no, I think you just have random back this pain. Is, if anybody's <laughs> listening to this, I just this is what I deal with on the daily. Seriously. It's insane. It's a little better today, but I'm not going to run on it. So anyways, I'm concerned when I tomorrow I'm going to run on it and you're not going to be here. And I'm gonna be like, why can't this thing just turn on? Like, why does it have to be this complicated? It's computer? not. You I, No, it literally is so simple. I just met, right. I turned it on yesterday just to see how it worked. And it is, you can totally use it. You don't, there's no subscription. There's nothing else. It, it has a screen, which you can actually like stream to and stuff if you want to watch a show or something. But, okay. Cause but I haven't otherwise gotten, it's super simple. Cause I've only used that last treadmill that I had, which was 10 years old. That's the only thing I've used in 10 years as far yeah. as uh, treadmills go. I haven't had, I nope, haven't been set up. You hit gas on it and you can turn the speed up and advanced. you just go. So, okay. You like it. The one thing I found interesting, the key that goes, you know how your old one had like that magnetic key? Mm-hmm. This one has like a key that you stick in mm-hmm. and it's really like stiff in there. So mm-hmm. I'm like, that key is going to come off of you as you go flying off the back of the treadmill before it actually pops out and mm-hmm. shuts the treadmill off. Just so you know. What? Say that again? You know how it's got the safety key? Yeah, I understand that. But what you said. What I'm saying is it actually sense. like slides into a slot uh-huh. and it's really tight. Okay. So... And then you clip it to you. What I'm oh, saying is normally the okay. little magnet would just come off and yeah. then it would stop. Yeah. I it's gotcha. not going to stop, just so you know. Oh, okay. Well, knock on wood. I've never had to use that feature I know. before. <laughs> <sighs> so what you else? You don't run fast like what me. What else? What else? <laughs> I feel like there's been so, so much going on this week. We had puppy training again on Friday. We did. Rudy, besides his annoying barking, was a rock star. Yeah. I've had like... What did I? Oh, I have had I've had a stressful week because I'm still dealing with like waiting for answers on my health stuff. But like, you know, I'm dramatic about health stuff. So you're frustrated with me because I'm like, oh, I just the uncertainty and the waiting is so terrible, you know. So mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I, have, so I have two weeks of that. You're going to have fun with that, aren't you? I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, you're, you're almost a weekend. I well, no. Well, I went I went. When did I see her? A week ago. A week and a half ago. Yep. Actually, almost two weeks ago. Never mind. And she was like, well, she was nice. She did say, I totally think that she was like, I just want you to know that like, I think this is no big deal. She drew a bunch of charts for me. She explained to me why it's probably no big deal. She's like, seriously, I wouldn't lie to you. Like you can breathe easy. Which is exactly what you wanted. Yep. 
And then she said, but we'll do these tests <laughs> and I'll see you back in two in a week and then we'll go over them. And she goes, and then I'll probably just want to see you again in six months. So then I was like, okay. Um, and then I went to go like to the weird blood work situation, but basically they were like, well, you probably, I need you back by 11. And I was like, well, I have an appointment. So I'll just, it's like. Okay, get to the point. She's visiting out of Novi, so like basically, like if she's only in you know our city once a week. So, it's so be two weeks. They said come back next Tuesday. So I go back next Tuesday and I get the blood work done, and and then I try to make my next appointment. She goes, oh, it's going to be two weeks, and I'm like, but you said she said a week, and she was like, nope, it's going to be two weeks. But I do give them credit because so far, knock on wood, I said to them, I'm like, if I get result in my portal and I have to sit around for two weeks wondering what the hell they mean and like not Google them and like do all the things that we do, I'm going to have a very terrible time. But so and she far, told you they're specialized tests and you won't see them in your portal. And so far you have all of them. One of them is anyway, a very okay. normal test. I all have right. not gotten yet in my portal though. So I'm like, okay, good. I don't want to, I don't want to see anything until I see the doctor. <laughs> Yeah. That's the way I feel about it. Well, I'm due for a physical and yeah, so I tried to schedule get all mine. Cocky with me right now. Just you wait. Uh, no, I know. And that's the problem. <laughs> I have to wait till June. I'm like, seriously? That's how it works. That's why you have to call ahead. Ju- I know. I, which I was stupid. I was like, oh, I got to take Katie to the orthodontist and maybe I'll try to get it the same day, which know, was like a week so out, which was really dumb. dumb. But yeah, I was I like, maybe there's a crapshoot no, that Jim. I can do it. Yeah. Anyway, this coming from the guy that told me I have to wash my pajamas in warm water. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I didn't expect it to be until uh, you know yes, almost two that's months not out. Urgent. That's how it always is. If you're going to schedule an annual exam, they're going to get like thirty days or whatever out. They, okay. It's not a priority to them. I understand. And they that. only do a certain number of those visits a day because they have to. Like, it's a. It's like a. a a th- sophisticated I have never waited two months for situation. a physical and I took first available appointment. I have never waited that long. Well, I understand that. I mean, that practice is part of a big health system and like yes. it, more and more, like it's harder and harder to get into medical appointments. That's why I end up going to urgent care all the time because I'm like, geez. I know, that's the problem. I need with to be the seen system. today and not in a week. That's the <laughs> I problem think with I have the a system. UTI. It's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So it's been a, it's been a full week. Two track meets. Yep. Dog training. Mm-hmm. We've got, we had earlier this year, we ordered some other furniture and stuff. That's all coming soon. Little stuff, but. At the end of the week, we're going to get a new TV stand because we had, we've had this one that we got like, we it was like an emergency we situation. Got it at Walmart, we like needed it. 10 years ago? Yeah. Well, no, when we got married. Just, when, we, yeah, when we moved okay. in together. Yes. Which. Eight years ago, seven yeah, years we ago, were something married, like that. Yes. So, anyways, um, yeah, we was like, we need one. Like, let's just get this one. It's good enough. And we've never really liked it. We finally ordered a really pretty one that we like. Hopefully. I think. <laughs> yeah. So, no, that's I'm fun. excited because that, that room, we've painted it. We got a new couch. We got a new rug. It, it looks great. And then there's the TV stand, which I know, is. And now I'm like, oh, it needs to be painted again. It's outdated. Painted it a while ago, Jim. You got to stop. <laughs> You got to stop with the Well, you're the one that said we have to paint the kitchen now today because the room that we're painting today, it's like it's off of the kitchen and it's like, whoa, there's not, they don't. It's a deep, rich blue. They don't. um, And the kitchen, I've never liked that color in the kitchen. It was red. We painted it this blue color. Well, yeah, because we're, because the truth is, is that like we have, we are, our options are limited because the previous owners had it all like coordinated together with like some built-in cabinets and they and the wainscoting and all of this so like we're kind of limited on what we can do there unless we do a, a complete overhaul which we don't have the money for so that's always been an issue yeah that's like last on my list for overhauls right so room. but that's what i'm saying is the color that we have i don't know that we can do much well mo- okay. do much else with unless we do a complete they're overhaul. like 20 billion colors jim so. not to go with that creamy yellow color okay 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 <laughs> And the wood and all the this things might be that really boring there. for somebody else, but yeah, it was based on based on. <laughs> Doesn't what, matter if it's boring. For I know that's else. my. I was Did just going to say what I read about the uh, point of it. Based on <laughs> everything diary. that you've been talking about lately, yeah, I feel like you know what? I yeah, this isn't whatever. And I was thinking about this. You you listen to every episode that we record. Mm-hmm. Like we'll listen to it at mm-hmm. night or whatever. You'll edit it and then you'll listen to it again, uh-huh. and you always get something from it. And I was thinking mm-hmm. about it. Uh, today actually when you were talking about the purpose of it and stuff and i'm like i can see for me like in five years going back and listening to it i think maybe I'll you get... should jump start 
your own evolution and start listening now because yeah, I told you, I told you actually after listening to our last episode, I said, Jim, I just realized I didn't even necess- really listen to half of the things that you said. Welcome to my world. And then I listened and I'm like, dang, you said some, you said some profound shit there. Like, I wish I would have been listening at the time. <laughs> Thanks. I guess. I was just like, oh, I good, know. he's getting it. He actually added something to that. I do get it. I just, <laughs> man. No, I think you should listen to it back to them. I do think it's part of the process. It's not just for who is hearing it. It's listen to yourself. Listen to what we're saying. Like, yeah, it's pretty cool. This this dream analysis stuff. Like I said last, I've stuck to it every day. I've recorded my dreams. I know. Jim, my mind is fucking blown because seriously, I'll have a dream. And I'll remember it or I won't remember or whatever. I'm like, oh, that was weird, blah, blah, blah. There is something about the act of writing that down and recording it where you're like, oh, shit, Clarity City. Like, yeah, yeah, there was this animal that appeared and I thought that was strange at the time. But as I'm writing about it and I'm writing about my thoughts about it and my feelings towards it and what happened next, it all comes into clarity. Like, I can't even tell you how insane it's been. And then I found myself like thinking about reflecting on a couple of dreams. First of all, I've been remembering every dream and they're all kind of weird. So that's interesting. But I'm thinking about it. And then why did I have that dream? Like, what's the projection? You know, Mm -hmm. like I I said last time, like if I'm having rage, like that was a projection of how much I'm denying my own voice when I'm because I'm raging about somebody else denying my voice. That's that. Right. So like. There has been so many epiphanies around that where I'm like, oh, ooh, that's so interesting. That's in my psyche and I need to give that attention right now. Um, it's been really, really fucking cool. So, and it's so private. And I, because I seriously, I'm like, I have them written down and I'm like, I don't want you reading them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought about that. I was like, that's like the first time. I feel like I share everything with you. I feel like oh, you do. I'm an oversharer, right? Like I share the most twisted things with you and you're, you'll be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're weird. Oh, please don't tell me that. Please. And I'm just, I laugh and I'm like, ha ha ha. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm like, this is for me. This is for, this is, maybe I'll share them with you. But like right now, I just feel like this is for me. I haven't asked you because you haven't shared and i've told I've you a, a couple things i've asked you about your dreams but i haven't asked you about like have you looked them up and have you gotten anything out of them because well, i kind co- of oh go ahead i was just gonna say i i kind of assume that if you wanted to share you are an overshare so you would like tell me yeah but also i <laughs> you're had, like i could use the break <laughs> <laughs> but i had and i know you have something else to say but i had one dream and i shared part of that with yeah, you and i analyzed and, it for you well i looked it and up folks it's x-rated otherwise we'd share it with no, you that, not that <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> was just it kidding? I'm kidding. I was like, whatever. <laughs> so, but I looked up, and I, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not saying I, I, I'm not, I haven't subscribed to this. Like, I believe in all this, like, dream analysis stuff. Yet. It's, it's however, not rocket science. It's however, not. it's I, so. I had a dream about a singing bird. Blah blah blah. Won't yeah, get yeah, the whole yeah. story. I looked it up, yeah. and I was like, I feel that exact way. Yeah. Like, like spot on everything it said about that. I like, I'm like, I feel that exact way. Hmm. So anyway, well, I just was, but I haven't done anything else. Well, there was another dream you had and there was an interaction that you were like, and I was like, I analyzed it for you. And I'm like, Jim, that is totally like, it's saying this. And you're like, oh, no, you're right. I never thought of it that way, but it's so obvious that that's what the saying. That made total sense. But that one was a little bit more um, realistic. Yeah. Like as far as like that one was more, that was something that was like, okay, well this, the other part of it, like I said, singing animals or whatever, like that's. But what they say about dream analysis too, is that like you could, this is what I've read anyways, is that you could go up online and say, what does this mean? But that's really not the importance of it. It's like, what did it elicit for you? What did you feel about that object when you saw it? What, you know, um, but I will say what I have done with documenting my dreams is that, for example, an animal will pop up, which I think is like an ex- it will be like an exotic animal that doesn't fit in the scene, right? And I won't even like I'll, I'll, so what I've done this week is I like okay, well, how did I feel about that animal? What was our interaction like? What was our exchange? What feelings came up for me? How how did I interpret that while I was dreaming, right? And that's helpful. And then I'll go and I'll look up on my phone what is the symbol of blah blah blah. And I'll see if there's any similarities there. If there is, there is. If there's not, there's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
I don't know what to make of that. Like but I, said, I am, one, anyways. The one I looked up, the the explanation for the dream was very, in my mind, very specific. It was. What, and I was see, like, oh. I told you I had a, I had a freaking weird ass dream. When was that? Back in like October. And I woke yeah. up from the dream feeling one way. I was like, wow, that was really, gosh, I feel so peaceful after that. And then I Googled it and it was like, you are about to experience something <laughs> terrible. This is a warning. And I'm like, oh my God. And it flipped everything for me. And you're like, honey, don't buy into that See, crap. that's why that, you're the kind of person that should not read that shit and actually not go through. And, and like, for me, I can do that. I should be like, no, I I'm going to block that stuff on your phone because no, you should not be looking that stuff that up. Because that is what it said, though. Oh, it my God. said that. Something it terrible is going to happen to me the next that. three months. I can't do it anything. said, I did not say that. No, you didn't say that. I said, oh, really? You want me to be comfortable with my health situation when this literally says that I'm something terrible is going to happen to me? Blah, blah, uh -huh. blah. Anyways. And has it? I don't know. I'm still waiting. Maybe. <laughs> exactly. I'm still waiting for you're the still, damn hematology report. We'll for, okay. report back right. next week. All right. <laughs> um, anyways. Um, yeah, I just, by the way, she did say, though, she did tell me, she said, I think, I think whatever, she said, every human's different. And she explained all these parameters about why she's not really concerned. And she's like, again, prom I promise you, I wouldn't lie to you. Let this go. You're okay. She said, I think it's, she goes, if anything, I bet you it's a reactive process, which is basically like inflammatory, probably related to stress and, you know, all of that. And, um, you know, I got my little woo-woo book from um, that Dr. Lincoln, that clinical psychologist mm -hmm. that's got all those yeah. wild and wacky yeah. explanations <laughs> for some physical ailments, but they, they add up. Um, anyways, he talks a lot about how inflammatory processes and reactive conditions are a result of you turning on yourself. You're turning on yourself emotionally. Uh -huh. Your body turns on itself too. And I see that. Again, that's been a theme. I just talked about it last week here. Um, when these realizations coming up about becoming my own act uh, uh, advocate, I have betrayed myself over and over again. People in my external en environment are indeed betraying me. I'm allowing it. When I allow it, I betray myself. So that all, like, it all comes together, right? Like, learn to go within and not, and, you know, be your own friend. Don't turn on yourself. Like, that's all healing, too. Like, this stuff to me is definitely interconnected and inter interrelated. Yeah, it's important. It's important. <laughs> You're like, I don't know what to say about that. I'm lost. <laughs> the, the audience not, can't see what I'm seeing right now. You're just like, I'm, uh, not, I'm not lost. It's just like, were you listening? <laughs> tuning out a little bit. You're no, such a douche. I'm kidding. I'm not. No, seriously. It, no, it's something that I've been telling you for a long time. It's like, you know yourself better than anybody. And like, you know your intentions, you know your heart, you know your, like, there's a lot of second guessing that goes on there. Mm -hmm. And I have problems asserting myself with, you know, um, other, mm. other people. Like, yeah. absolutely, I have that problem, but you carry this weight on you that I don't carry that same weight. Like, I'm, no, I'm like, oh, don't. if I let somebody down, like, sociopath. I'm like, that's, I, you know, I don't want to <laughs> let anybody down. I'm a people pleaser. So that yeah. there's an issue there, but you, the way it affects you is like, I mean, it's it's huge. I'm a sensitive girl. You are I'm a sensitive. sensitive soul. Listen, I wanted to say what the AI said about your life purpose. You ready? My for life purpose. Or your, your life purpose? purpose. You ready for this? Are you ready for this? Yeah. Are you ready for this? I gotta find it. Hold on. Please tell okay. me I saved it. Oh my god. We've talked about this before. While you're looking that up, I was. I just liked gonna... what the AI said about it. That's why. Go ahead. I just was thinking about this in a, maybe a different context in the last week, and I just wrote this down. But I, I. I was thinking about our our life purpose and what we do for each other and why we're a good fit for each other. Okay. And I look at, you know, with our upcoming vacation and then looking like next year for spring break, what we're going to do and stuff. And it's like, maybe the wording isn't right on this, but like, I feel like I give you the privilege of exploring the outside, like the world, like the physical world, like, oh. and you give me the privilege of exploring myself. Like there's like, yeah, bro, I know. for sure. But I'm just saying, it's like, <laughs> I wouldn't do that without you. Like hands down, would not do that without you. You would not do that 
like explore the world uh, yeah. without me. Like, I know. Those two things are. I know. It's an, it's it's insane. And yeah, obviously I've talked a lot about that. You're acting like it's the first time, but that's okay. No, 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 no. I would, no, I was <laughs> just, just I was thinking about it. And, and like I said, a little bit more black and white as far as how that works. I, what I was thinking about was it's like, I wouldn't even be curious about it. Wouldn't be thinking about it. Would just be like out in my own head, my own world, doing my own thing. Uh-huh. And it's like you, so that's why I guess I was looking at like, it is a privilege. It is. It's a privilege that you give me because it's so important, but it's also something that I wouldn't give myself. I know. I know. So, okay. And again, thinking about the life for, I mean, I've already talked about mine. Like that's what I'm actually here to do. So I'm going to ask the AI chat what it means to have your lunar north node in Libra. Oh my God. What does it mean to have your lunar north node in Libra seventh house? Ready? Let's see how long it takes for them to answer. This is for Jim. This is based on his astrological needle chart. About 10 seconds. It's taking some time. They got a lot to say about this. Well, you, you put a lot of words I'm in there. just kidding. Okay. To have your lunar north node in Libra in the seventh house means that this is that in this lifetime, your highest spiritual growth potential involves developing more harmonious, cooperative, and balanced relationship with others. You may have a tendency to be very independent, assertive, or self-focused, but your karmic path now is to learn how to put the needs and desires of others on level with your own. Meeting others halfway and working towards win-win solutions will be beneficial. The seventh house is the house of partnership or marriage, indicating that you may learn this lesson ma lesson mainly through your intimate relationships. There may also be a theme of learning how to gracefully navigate through conflict, negotiation, and seeking balance give and take. Libra being an air sign suggests developing better communication and intellectual skills and relationships. Overall, this position suggests that your spiritual growth and evolution is tied to finding balance, harmony, and mutual respect with your personal relationships, being able to appreciate different viewpoints and adapting to others needs so it's very interesting because remember how i said that like shifting narratives you can get different things mm -hmm. when i asked it this yesterday it focused more on so, so to me i can see where both are here because i again i've read this i have some knowledge here around this aspect but it talked more about your need to um assert yourself more in relationships and that you tend to be a people pleaser and lose your own identity in the process so and you're saying compromise and listen to others and it had that too but that's what it's saying is this is saying that like you put yourself first too much the uh -huh. other one was saying well i don't know that it's saying that but like the other one was saying that well actually I might be messing this up because there's two aspects here. The other one was saying all of this too, that harmony and all of that is in, but it's, see, it's also your superpower. Like you're so good at mediating and like seeking balance and seeing both sides. You often have a hard time doing that in a way where you can connecting. Yeah. Connect and f like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think I'm really good at that when it's kind of like arm's length outside a little bit, but connecting and, and being part of that is where I, that's where I struggle. Yes. Because the other part of this is there's two parts to this. So hold on. It's going to load the other part too. Are you good over there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just banged my headphones on my um, microphone. I feel like there was something else I was going to say, but okay. So the other, other part of this is that it says that, okay. So there's two parts and I don't understand this. I have yet to understand this. There's always like two, well, not always. Oftentimes there's two parts to the life purpose. They talk about your lunar node and your lunar, I'm sorry, your north node and then your lunar north node. And I think it's because one, it's complicated, but there's usually two parts to it. So I just read the first part, okay? The second part says is when your lunar north node falls in the first house, or you have a north node in Aries, because I think what happens is that, is that your Libra is ruled by the Aries. Well, okay. I, don't, I don't understand, just but this is what else it. it says about you, okay? Let's just get to the point. You, <laughs> this position suggests that you that in this lifetime, your highest spiritual growth potential lies in embracing your individuality, developing self-reliance, and cultivating assertiveness and taking initiatives in life. Usually individuals with this position come into life with a sense of purpose and direction. Often they are charismatic and naturally lead. This is not, this is not you. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and in this lifetime, it is recommended for them to focus on stepping into a leadership role or being true to themselves. They should develop more self-awareness and put themselves in the center stage in their lives. 
This position indicates that you have to overcome your tendency towards self-doubt and indecision, instead embracing your unique identity, goals, and needs. This lifetime gives you an opportunity to break away from societal expectations and conditioning and become more confident, self-sufficient, and take more risks more often. Take charge of your own destiny and pursuing your passions fully will lead this will lead to successful experiences that will have a positive impact on you and the world. In summary, this position invites you to embrace self-discovery, self-expression, leadership, and embrace situations that require you to trust in yourself and initiate change. There you go. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I totally agree with all of that. And I think that that's the path that I'm on. And I think that over the last couple of years, few years, mm-hmm. but you've helped me like pinpoint a lot of those things. Without even any of this stuff, without knowing yeah, any I of do this. Think, and I mean, like, I'm not trying to like, I don't know that there's one is superior over the other, but when it comes to self-awareness, I feel like that's an area that you never even considered exploring. And um, whereas like maybe me, it's like I'm obsessed with it and maybe I'm getting it wrong. You over, yeah. Whereas you are like, I don't, I've never been to that island. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> yes. Yes. There, there's so much to say about that. And also... No, I think that there are, I've, I've told, we've talked about this, you and I have talked about this a little bit, like there are certain things around self-awareness where I'm like, in certain situations, in general, you're very self-aware, like you are very self-aware. Yeah, but as I'm saying, I can be over, like overly analyzed, right? right. Like that's my point. Right. That's what I'm saying about that. Yeah. So I might have something wrong, but my point is, as I'm on that island of like, what did I say? What did I do? How How is my shit coming into this situation? Yep. Like how is, you know, I'm always like, like to right an, there. To an extreme. Yeah, exactly. To an extreme. Yes. Yeah. And I'm the opposite where like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think about that. What, I didn't huh? see it that oh, way. Huh? Yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? No. So, <laughs> no, but, I, but I've been, I've become more cognizant of that, like mm-hmm. more, like pay more attention to that. We've talked about that, but like that is important. And now I feel like I'm almost in, a, in many situations, I'm always thinking about that. How is this looking to everybody else? How am I coming across? How well, am the I, thing you know? is, is that I think you always did. You just suppressed it. Because you could see all over your face when you get nervous. Like, oh, we're not going to talk about that. Maybe, oh, maybe that person said that. Oh, I'm going to pretend that's not happening. I'm going to go over here and distract it. and I'm going to do these things. Like, to me, I saw it all over your face all the time. So I'd be like, what's, what, what, and I'd, I'd want to go there with you. And you'd be like, well, I have no idea what you're talking about. I would say about. suppressed it. And I would also say my people pleasing would come out mm-hmm. and I would turn it into something that wasn't authentic. Yeah, exactly. 100. Yeah. 100. So, 100. Are you ready to paint more? No. I don't want to go back to painting. I don't either. But but I feel to. like we have to. Were you getting uncomfortable talking about yourself? You really like no. Really like jumped right in there. Like, are you ready to paint? No, that I was, had. I looked. That at, was fascinating. I looked at the time. From, I'm looking at the clock, and I'm just thinking that it's it's probably time we get back to painting. We don't have to, but I don't know that no, there's going to be a good segue. We need to paint. We need to get this done. Right. Because I don't want to, I can't stand having a room in disarray. I know. That's, that's what I'm be. thinking. I'm like, it's getting to a point where if we don't start now, it's going to be nine o'clock before we finish. And I don't want that to happen. Hoping it can be earlier Any than final that. thoughts on all the things we talked about today? Um, I hope we have more um, podcast mic time like this. What do you mean? This was fun. What was fun about it? I don't know. I just felt like it was engaging. Uh-huh. And it was a little, I, a little excited. Maybe you know stimulating. what? Stimulating. Stimulating. Yes. And maybe it's just that I've been standing on a fucking ladder for four hours, and I'm tired. Don't and this was a nice it. break. Don't, don't doubt it. Just let it be. <laughs> I know. It was engaging and stimulating. I know. I, I yeah. I kind of, <laughs> yeah. I kind of ruined that moment. But no, I no. For for real though, it was. It was. It was stimulating, it and was. it was engaging, and it was. It was nice. All right. I didn't feel any pressure. I, know, I didn't feel any pressure in... I know that we don't have an exchange two-way situation with any audience we may or may not have. Right. But I would like the audience to maybe somehow telepathically communicate to you that they would like you to start recording your dreams, writing them down, <laughs> commit to yourself, Jim. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I, but Why not? Okay, so this why, is... Why not? That's I what I need to know. I that's interesting. I it's just one more thing to do. No, it's but, not. Okay. So it's this, like saying, I don't want to eat. Listen. One more thing to do. Zip it. Zip it. <laughs> shh, shh. Anyway, what I've found... You're afraid of yourself. Fasc- maybe, it probably. What I found <laughs> fascinating about it is that you started doing it this week. I have uh-huh. not started doing it, but uh-huh. you're like... What you read was like, you need to be intentional about it before you go to sleep. Like you need to say. I didn't say that you need to. I said, they say that you can set an intention to remember your dream and you will. That's what they say. Okay. I know. Okay. (laughs) Same difference. Whatever. Well, I don't do it. And I've been, I don't even do that. And I've been remembering. You have been. And they say, they say, they say, (laughs) 
Who's they? they? Is it is it uh, Chat GPT? The authorities. <laughs> the authorities. Anyway, <laughs> yes. The dream police. The, the, the dream analysis police. Yes. So that when you first wake up, like right, which you've been doing mostly, mm-hmm. except for today, write it down right away because you will forget. Yeah. Like, Can and I be I've honest actually, with you? Two days in a row, I didn't want to, I'm going to full disclosure this right now and the world's going to hear this live with you. Oh my God. Buckle up, week, ev- buckle up, weekend, everybody. It was the weekend, and I was like, I don't want to write this down while he's next to me in bed. I don't want to do this with him here. What? So I'm like, it's so... I really hope you commit this to memory so you can do it later. Why? Because I told you, I just want it to be something I for have me. No, I have no self-awareness. I'm not paying attention to what you're doing. I don't like it. It's just, it's just like I don't like you around when I'm trying to get ready in the morning. Like, it's my space. Yeah, that's weird. Anyway, <laughs> but I have... Like not necessarily first thing in the morning, but even like driving to work or whatever, I'll have my part of my dream at least will pop in my head and I'll actually remember part of it where normally I don't. Keep a voice note. If you don't want to write it down, keep a voice note. Yeah. Not a voice note. A note in your, in your phone. And well, like. Let's check in just next. Do, let's check in you know next week should, and see where You know I'm what at. you should start with? You should just start with bullet points if you're not comfortable having things documented because your fucking psyche is that fucked up. However, <laughs> if my you don't want psyche things document is code words. A brilliant. I think what happens when you, when you write the bullet points down that you at least it puts it down where you you're there's an there's there's a pause and an intention around like okay that was the scene how did I feel in that scene mm-hmm. you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I had a dream a couple weeks ago before I was even recording this stuff I told you about this where I was being like there was going to be this tornado it was going to be this terrible terrible tornado and it was supposedly this tornado and it was um, very fierce and deadly and people called it that and it was all smoky black in color and it was going to be apocalyptic right and i just remember thinking like watching it and it and and feel and preparing for like it's coming it's coming i see it coming all right guys this is the end this is the end of the world and then it passed and having this feeling of like that was pretty amazing that like we got through that does that make sense? Like it would just, I had to think about my feelings towards it because I have dreams all the time about tornadoes chasing me. Not all the time, but it's a routine reoccurring dream. So I guess that's just my point is that I could just write a bullet point like tornado dream, but in the past, I wouldn't have thought about how I felt towards it about the whole or even yeah. after it passed. And I thought about that. Like there was this idea of like this too shall pass. That was not a big deal. You're stronger than you thought you are. You survived that. You're courageous. Okay. That's a that's a that's a nice takeaway. It is a nice takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want you to think about that. I want you to start thinking about that. I want you to just think about it on your drives to work. You don't need to share it with me. Okay, it's just helpful in your process towards yeah. self awareness. You know, I I I do think that <laughs> for no other purpose than just writing down the weirdness that happens in my dreams. Sometimes I've had so many dreams that I'm like, oh my god. Like waking up and not remembering fully the dream, but like that would make like an incredible movie. Like nobody's done that. Like picturing like, <laughs> could I turn that like seriously? Could you like write that into a script and turn that into a movie? And uh-huh. obviously, no, there's nothing there. Like, but it's like pretty. Like everybody has vivid, crazy dreams sometimes. But yeah, absolutely, yes, we yeah. do, we all do. But my point is, then you get to a point, and it doesn't take long until you don't remember most of it. And then you just remember bits and pieces. And it sounds kind of like a fun thing to do, to document that. Kind of it like this is podcast. fun. I mean, and I'm going like... to be honest with you. I was hesitant at first because I was like, I don't really know that I want to go there. Maybe that does feel scary for really? me. Yeah, but it's not scary. I, it's, to me, it just seems like a little bit of work that I don't want to do. It's actually, that's I that too. I thought that too, but it hasn't been at all. And I can't tell you how many epiphanies and, and like clarity has come up for me. Okay. Like, it's like, it's already, it's accelerated what I'm already, I feel like, been going through. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways. All right. So before we end this, okay, we're going to go downstairs and we're going to paint. Okay. What are we going to listen to? Florence and the Machine. Really? Of course. Can we... Jim, this is my room. This is my canvas. <sighs> okay. Then you can paint, you can paint it. <laughs> Come on. I love Florence and the Machine. I, it's, yeah. Don't ruin the vibe. All right. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.